Welcome to the futurist public intellectual. Affirmative action is a sensitive subject in a way that abortion and gay marriage aren't, because as long as you stay single and don't have sex with anyone, then those issues may never impact you. Affirmative action permeates the entire society, regardless of whether you're a beneficiary of it or not. That is why affirmative action is such an important social issue that needs to be analyzed and understood. The Supreme Court will soon decide on the twin cases regarding affirmative action, Students for Fair Admissions v. Harvard and Students for Fair Admissions v. University of North Carolina. What's interesting about the Harvard case is that SFFA is alleging that Asian American students were discriminated against by Harvard's racial balancing policy in that it disadvantages Asian American applicants in admissions simply for being Asian. One doesn't even need to investigate much to realize that SFFA's allegations have to be true. As a broad demographic, Asian American college applicants have higher grades and test scores than Black or Hispanic college applicants. When California banned affirmative action in 1996, the ensuing result was for the esteemed University of California system to become very Asian. Asian students currently make up 35% of students at UC Berkeley, while 29% of UCLA students are Asian. Asians are the largest racial group at both flagship campuses. Since Harvard is only 21% Asian, when the Asian students to Harvard are potentially even more overqualified than the Asian applicants to the UC schools, Harvard is certainly doing some sort of fiddling with its admissions. So why does anyone care that more Black and Hispanic students end up in college? Well, since educational attainment is highly correlated with economic success, sympathizers feel the need to proactively assist these historically disadvantaged groups with easier access to college education. They often argue that the diversity that affirmative action brings to a college campus has intangible, unquantifiable benefits. But honestly, that's simply a guise for providing easier access to tertiary education. While well-intentioned, this motivation conflicts with a central feature of the education system, its meritocratic design. Isn't that why teachers give out grades at all? The A that a student receives means that the student achieved academically something greater than what a B student achieved. If grades and test scores have any meaning at all, that means that when a black student with a B-plus average GPA gets into Harvard while an Asian American student with an A average GPA doesn't, then Harvard is declaring that education is not a meritocracy. Of course, if the black student was a B-plus student but was a classical violinist, then admitting them over an Asian American student with stellar grades but no extracurriculars would still be a meritocratic decision. The perniciousness of affirmative action poisons admissions when the B-plus black student gets into Harvard over the Asian American student with the better GPA solely because the black student is black. Those in favor of affirmative action 
tend to think that institutions should be in the business of righting the societal wrongs of the past. Perhaps they should be, perhaps they shouldn't be. But affirmative action is clearly a very flawed tool to accomplish this. For example, because affirmative action policies tend to overvalue race and ethnicity over, say, socioeconomic background, the non-white children of rich immigrants are unwitting beneficiaries of affirmative action. The Immigration Act of 1990 created the EB-5 visa, which allows immigrant investors to be fast-tracked for a green card if they make a minimum capital investment of $1,050,000 into a U.S.-based business and create at least 10 full-time jobs for American workers. The EB-5 visa is attractive for rich immigrants because the green cards are given to the immigrant investor, their spouse, and any children who are under the age of 21. Since affirmative action privileges race and ethnicity over other more salient factors, the child of a rich Mexican immigrant with an EB-5 visa would have an easier time getting admitted into an Ivy League college than a white applicant who is the child of a West Virginian coal miner, even with worse credentials. What makes the Mexican immigrant's child more deserving of an Ivy League education than a white coal miner's child? Even if we did not care about Asian American or white students being discriminated against, affirmative action ironically doesn't help its intended beneficiaries in many cases. By definition, a beneficiary of affirmative action is a non-white student who did not have the same level of academic achievement as their peers at the same college. Therefore, that means that this beneficiary, typically a Black or Hispanic student, comes in disadvantaged in the class. Remember, the education system still attempts to be meritocratic at the core. If you take a B student in algebra and advance them to geometry, it's simply unremarkable when the B student performs worse in geometry than their peers who got A's in algebra. Take this same principle and apply it to the entirety of their college education. Their grades and graduation rates suffer as a result. In other words, affirmative action says to Black and Hispanic students, we got you into Harvard, now compete with the whites and Asians. As it turns out, they can't. If affirmative action puts these students into institutions that they can't flourish in, what is the point? If these students don't even graduate, how are the wrongs of the past being rectified? In yet another way, the liberals who tend to be the ones who support affirmative action aren't actually that interested in giving greater access to education to the historically disadvantaged. You see, if they truly wanted that, they would go to the root of the problem. The real reason Black and Hispanic students tend to be less qualified in terms of grades and test scores is because they simply go to worse high schools, middle schools, and elementary schools. If they had better primary and secondary schooling, they wouldn't need affirmative action. Affirmative action is a distraction from the real problem of educational quality or the lack thereof. 
After a lifetime of inferior schools, giving these students easier access to higher education is quite insulting. Affirmative action supporters never fight for greater funding of non-white majority high schools, but they'll badger colleges to accept underqualified Blacks and Hispanics. Why don't these liberals fight for better high schools for Blacks and Hispanics? Because then they would have to pay for it. Since public schools are most often funded by the property taxes of the region that the schools are sitting in, the public schools with predominantly Black or Hispanic populations tend to be in poor neighborhoods. If the more affluent white neighborhoods would be willing to subsidize the public school educations of Black and Hispanic high schoolers, then that would do more for them than affirmative action policies at the college level. Better secondary education for Black and Hispanic students would mean that colleges wouldn't need to lower their admission standards, and the students themselves wouldn't have to flounder once they get in. Unfortunately, social justice tends to stop when it hurts people's wallets. Thank you for listening to The Futurist Public Intellectual.